Today's date is December 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 52 with Rebecca Hersfeld. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan. And don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the Son of God, jump off of this golden rock. For the scripture says that angels will slow you falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, threw him mountaintop to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave told Jesus, you can have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is an official Godcast. Merry Christmas to all. I'm your host tonight. My name is Ron Johnston. I'm here with Mary Cameron tonight, giving her testimony. Our special guest, Rebecca Ersfeld. Hi, Mary. Hi. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Everybody knows your name now. I know. Cat's out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag. I can't be down on the down low dark <laughs> mode anymore. 
so secretive, Mrs. Flightworks. Yes. Yes. Well, it's good to finally have you unmasked. Okay. <laughs> you would have got away with it, too, if it weren't for us meddling kids. That's right. Hmm. How was your week? It's been great. It's been two weeks since we've been on. I know. Are you nervous? Does it feel like day one again? You know what? It kind of did a little bit, but now it's okay because now it just seems normal. Did you know what to do it yourself last Friday? I did. I went to a really fabulous Christmas party at the ranch. Mm. I kicked my feet up and had a movie night. Did you? Yeah, it was a nice night off. What did you watch? That was a week ago. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Stop it with those questions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Something with the boys. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was more about the snuggling than the movie. Well, I'm sure. You know, those days are numbered. They're going to be out of the house soon. They'll just be back. Look, they'll be back every now and then looking for some car keys. But other than that, they'll be gone pretty soon. I'm just trying to enjoy it. You'll be playing the Cats in the Cradle song. I will. Crying in your Wheaties. I will. I do that to my dad now. (laughs) Crash my car. I was like, Dad, bring me a car. Yeah. Yeah. That was in case people didn't know that last. That was the big news last time we were on is, uh, Ron crashed his car into a tree, survived, yeah. amazingly enough. I'm still alive. That's the good news. Yes. yes. I must have more work to do. Right. <laughs> or else I would have been home and, already. <laughs> right. Our guest, too, had a problem with her car, too, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, she had it to be delayed onto this week instead of the week prior. So what about ne- what's going on next week? Okay, so next week is Eric Ferguson. So he is a North Dakota, North Dakota brother. So military guy. Yep, yep. Got to meet him in uh, Kentucky. Awesome. Yes. And then he does a lot of canning. I'll tell you that. Does he? Oh my gosh. We got something to talk about, don't we? Yes, you do. You will. And uh, after that, David Gribble. David Gribble. Some people know him as Footloose, as his handle. No Footloose jokes? You're waiting for me to tell one, aren't you? I saw you smile and you're looking at me like, go ahead, tell a Footloose joke. (laughs) Oh, geez. We'll wait for him yeah. to come on. Then we'll tell some yeah, footloose he, jokes. He's a pretty interesting guy. He was on Kilted Christian uh, the other night and talking about his um, business, um, Patriots for Prosperity, I think it is. Nice. So um, a lot of finan- good financial advice. Yeah, so it'll be fun. No, we, yeah, even though we're tempted, we shouldn't probably play the footloose song. So, so don't load that up into the roadcaster is what you're telling me. I, I, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll ask him. <laughs> can I sing it to him? <laughs> you can do whatever you want once. You know, I grew up on that soundtrack and I, and if I probably think, you know what? I, I'm in my record room. I got the soundtrack in here and I'm standing from my record player too. So I could play the soundtrack. We could get crazy. We could. Uh, what about Christmas shopping? Are you done? I don't Christmas shop. You don't? No. 
I didn't give them a penny either this year. I made all my gifts. Isn't that something? Um, yeah. We just spend it together. I'll spend it with my brother um, and his family this year. This year. We spend it every Christmas together, Christmas Eve. But yeah. So I don't, I don't uh, have my kids in my life right now. So it's just, you know, every day is I'm thankful for Jesus being born. So. Absolutely. Yep. I always got to be thankful for what we have, not what we don't. Yes. Yes. Well, I had a great idea and I wanted to share it with anybody, everybody, because I don't have many great ideas. Oh, hey. <laughs> I um, was looking for some other things to put in baskets for uh, for gifts, and it and it dawned on me that I haven't supported my local beekeeper lately. So I called up my local beekeeper and 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 bought lots of honey for uh, stuffers. You know, I, uh, one one, uh, one pound one pound of honey locally here in Michigan is about eight nine dollars. So you don't mm-hmm. have to spend a whole lot of money. Yeah. Pound of honey goes a little ways. It's a lot of fun. So if anybody's looking for last minute Christmas gifts, support your local beekeeper. They'd love to hear from you, especially in the middle of winter. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. Are you going to be one of those local beekeepers? I am a local beekeeper. I just haven't harvested any honey. Had a weak year. It was my first year. Yeah. It was a learning year. Yeah. There's always next year. We say that a lot in Minnesota about a lot of different things. Mostly sports. <laughs> Mostly sports. Yeah. <laughs> so it's next year. Let's okay. welcome our let's welcome our guest. Is it time? Yes. All yes. right. Uh Rebecca Ersfeld, welcome to the Godcast. How are you tonight? Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. You look you look wonderful. Oh, this is one of those times where I wish we had a TV show. <laughs> it's just radio. Right. Well, I'm glad you don't. <laughs> you look great. How are you doing? Um, cold. It's cold here. <laughs> yeah, you're um from Columbia, but you're here in Minnesota. I am visiting your sister, who's a member of the ranch. So we might have some ranch people listening in. I'd like to welcome all the listeners from the ranch. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're on the replay, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you're just a visitor, but you visit enough to where the the ranchers know you, don't they? Well, this is kind of my second, you know, this is actually my home. Yeah. Um, I've lived in Chicago area for 30 years, so I kind of, and then now I'm, I'm out of country. So it's, I'm kind of all over, I guess, but I call home a lot of places. Yeah. Homes where the heart is. Take but, it with you. But this is the coldest. <laughs> <laughs> When are you heading back home? Uh, uh, heading back home to Colombia, uh, 31st. Uh, be, uh, you'll be warm for the new year. Perfect. I will. I will. So how did you and Mary meet? Through my sister at the well, ranch. I know there's a lot of people at the ranch, though. So you just connected with Mary? Yeah. I know a few people at the ranch, yeah. Mary's but, a connector. Uh, but Mary, yeah, Mary's a little ray of sunshine. <laughs> well, we need some kind of sunshine. We don't get it from the skies these days. Well, it has been. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into your testimony, but 
um, before we do, I'm going to say a prayer, but I'd, um, so if, so if everyone could please bow your heads and then, uh, we'll say a prayer and we'll, we'll get into your testimony. All right. Great. Dear heavenly father, we thank you for this Christmas time that we can celebrate the birth of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that tonight you can help us to focus on you and your love for us. I pray that your love for us bubbles over onto others this week in a way that would lead them to you. I want to thank you, Lord, for Rebecca here tonight. Thank you for what you did in her life. We ask that you let others see that you can do the same in their lives. I ask that you guide us tonight in everything that we do. And I pray everything done here honors you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ron. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, if anybody has any prayer requests, please, if you're listening in our live chat, tag Mary. If you're not in our live chat and you have prayer requests, please email us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com and we'll add your prayer to the next episode. And then if uh, anybody has any questions for Miss Rebecca as she's given her testimony, please feel free to tag myself or Mary and, and we'll do our best to get a question in without being too rude and interrupting. You can interrupt anytime. Okay. <laughs> We're good at that. <laughs> yes. Okay, Rebecca, where would you like to start? Mary, well, did you have questions? Did, did you have any questions you wanted to start with? Well, I had actually, I just like, um, if you would like to share a little bit about um, your growing up and a little bit about your faith journey and, and what that looked like, maybe as, you know, when you were younger and um, we'll kind of start, we'll start right there. At the beginning. Okay. Perfect. All right. Up to, um, well, I grew up in a Jesus loving family, so I have never not known Jesus in my life. So I don't have this, uh, you know, dramatic conversion that some people, um, some people are, you know, it's amazing how God crashes in. And I love to hear that. Um, I really I really, uh, it's been a, more of a journey trying to, um, I think, um, I, I always say I had to be delivered from religion. Uh, when you are raised in a very religious um, atmosphere, I think uh, you, as your parents too, they go, you know, you go into di different seasons and you go deeper. And the more I think you get to know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the more religion drops off. And by religion, I am talking about legalism. I'm talking about me doing, you know, it's up to me to do everything and feeling guilty and condemnation. And as a child, I felt a lot of that. So uh, I loved Jesus. He was always there as a child. But as you get older and teenager, you want to break away and you want to be rebellious. And I was rebellious. 
<laughs> I am um, I am a independent woman. <laughs> Put it mildly. So, um, but that's the way the Lord wired me. You see, and so you have to go through things, and He you go through the fire and you become refined and and i love that the lord turns all our mistakes everything we've done into good and he walks behind us and cleans up the mess and he walks beside us so we can lean on him and he paves the way ahead of us and that's what he's done ever since i can remember and so um but it took a while for me to really understand how much he loved me and accepted me just the way I was because he made me. So, um, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I made some um, pretty, pretty big mistakes in my lifetime, even though I walked with the Lord. Uh, I, he never left me, though, you see. He always stays there and just kind of waits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You done now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you um, you have uh, you've got a sister we've talked about, and uh, you've got a, a brother. And mm -hmm. um, if you want to talk a little bit about your um, family structure and um and even just uh you got married and you have kids and and just to give us a little bit of snapshot about um your family structure sure so um i'm the oldest and uh i have like you said my sister and then i had two brothers one was killed uh, when he was 17. and um the lord was just so sweet in that time for us. I was married. I was uh, married. I got, uh, I was married to my high school sweetheart right out of high school. I had three children before I was 21. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I jumped into the fire real quick. <laughs> um, but I loved it. I love being a mom. And, um, but that marriage should not last. And um, I was then married again and had two more children. He was a Vietnam vet that um, had a lot of trouble with post-traumatic stress disorder and um, spent most of his time in the VA hospital during the 10 years we were married. And um, it became no longer safe for me or the kids to stay in that marriage. And um, so uh, divorced again. And at this point, I always felt that I was called to the mission field. And I love kids. I thought maybe um, I would be, you know, a missionary to the orf to the orphans. I didn't know that I was creating an orphanage with six <laughs> kids. <laughs> so, Mom, yeah. it's kind of the way I felt. And I felt really that I missed out on my calling. And um, for those that feel like they're missed out on their calling, God is preparing and, and, and your life is preparation. 
And it always encouraged me that Christ's ministry was only three, three years. Back up and say that one more time. That's really important. That Christ, yes, that Christ's ministry was only three years. Now he ministered all through his all through, but it, but what the pinnacle of course was the three year ministry is what we hear about. I would love to know the rest of the story. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah. yeah. Because, um, it's it's the whole it, it it's the whole story it's everything it, it it's because i felt so unqualified i missed out i didn't you know do the right things and and of course being a divorced woman in the church um that that's a whole that's a whole other subject i don't want to get into but i couldn't minister the way i wanted to the way i felt called to and so I just figured I missed out on everything. And I didn't. Uh, the Lord uh, just broke through so beautifully. And um, now I am a missionary in Colombia. Uh, I am 75 years old. And at 70, I moved to Colombia. So those out there that think <laughs> you can retire, think again. <laughs> right there's always work to do there is and yes. missionary missionary uh, i have a, a theory about missionaries that we are all missionaries yes all called in different seasons but we are all missionaries we all share the love of jesus that's that's all i do i just share the love of jesus yeah i, I have no agenda and i have no no church behind me. Um, the Lord spoke to me very clearly, and we can go into that a little bit more later. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just wanted to emphasize the the fact of how uh, guilt and our own uh, ideas of uh, what is proper or how do I say this? Help me out here. Uh, we have sometimes we have this. Uh, I think it's more of a religious idea, yeah. Instead of a relationship, instead of really hearing the Holy Spirit, and um, God has His own timing. And I love yeah. Ephesians, uh, the second chapter of Ephesians, where He talks about our destinies being written on His hand before we were ever born, yeah. and that it up to him not me for that yeah. destiny fulfilled i think that's like ephesians 2 10 or something where it talks about um he's already prepared the works in advance for us yeah you know i think that's pretty amazing when when ron was telling you asking you to restate that i think you were you were meaning ron when you were saying if you're um feeling like your uh, your whole life is preparation yes for your calling that's pretty amazing all our mistakes everything i i feel that we we think they're mistakes and really it's uh the coals that you know he says that he's he's the one that blows right the fire mm -hmm. on the yes and 
I think at my low, lowest point when everything was failing, um, the Lord did surgery on my heart. I had a business for, for years. I, was, uh, I had a cute little boutique <laughs> and I got to do a whole bunch of different uh, art forms, which is where my passion is. And um, I got to pray for people in the boutique and I got to do just a lot of fun things. And, um, and then everything kind of fell apart. And I was on my face before the Lord for, oh, probably three months. And I couldn't hear his voice, couldn't hear his voice. And then he spoke to me uh, very clearly. And what he did was like a heart surgery because up in the, to, until that time, I was always getting a new fantastic idea right and mm -hmm. say oh come on lord let's do this what do you think let's uh bless it bless it lord bless it and after that i just wanted to follow him and be where he was yeah it wasn't come on follow me it was me just wanting to follow him that's a good way to put it that heart surgery yeah. And I didn't even realize it. You know, we don't realize our our attitudes or our thought process. You know, we get into um, and what do they say? You know, that the mind, uh, that's where the battlefield is. Right. And yeah. it's a long way from the heart to the mind. Yeah. And so sometimes uh, I think the Lord's just got to work on that in different situations and those situations a lot of times are pretty hard very yeah. hard but it strengthens you and it uh opens up a new i think a new picture of who god is yeah exactly a new understanding in my life for your life or for anyone else, it's different because we're all we're all wired differently. The Lord has a different fingerprint on each one of us. Nobody's the same. We, you know, I think we like to compare each our, ourselves to other ministers or other big ministries or other big. And it's not. It's we each have our own story, but those stories come together and it. And that tapestry is woven together to make this beautiful picture that God is doing. Oh, exactly. So you, you're an artist and, <laughs> um, you, you mentioned you had, uh, this cute boutique. Is that the vintage living? Was that the, what yeah, that was? It, okay. The one was simply posh. Oh, okay. Really blessed that. Um, I was just kind of a, I, I got to be on the cutting edge of the whole shabby chic thing. And, and um, I, I got published and it was very successful and it was a lot of fun, yeah. but got too big, too fast. Oh yeah. That can happen. I'm sure. Right. And so I wasn't doing what I loved anymore. So I walked away from it. Um, we spoke a little bit when we were talking here in the beginning, um, before we got on air, you were talking about how you worked on the reservation. And if you want to talk a little bit about that, um, that period of your life, I think that was pretty interesting, too. Well, um, so after I closed the shop, um, 
and the Lord did heart surgery. I sat, uh, I was, I, I'm kind of, I have a lot of energy. And so for me to sit for a minute is pretty hard, <laughs> especially if you have a uh, It was 3,000 square feet. And but, so, and it was me. And I had uh, a couple of gals that worked for me, but um, so I was used to moving. And the Lord um, actually just spoke to my heart and said, sit with me, you know, be still and know that I am God. And so that's what I did. And at first I could only sit still for about half a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not kidding. And then it got to be five minutes and, and um, I would go out on the patio and just sit with him, worship. And um, I did that for about a year, didn't really do much. And uh, I belonged to a, a church that um, had the prophetic and so forth. And I got a word one day that the Lord wasn't through with me yet. And I really thought that I had missed out on my calling, which was to the uh, missions from as a little girl i thought i was going to be a missionary and um the lord spoke to me when i was about 12 in a dream and um i just thought i missed out on it and there's no such thing (laughs) there's just no such thing with the lord but um anyway he said he wasn't done with me yet and then i would be that I would be preaching in a language I didn't even understand. That was one of the words of it. And I I just, it just came to mind just now when we're talking about this, because you'll see the irony of it or the the prophetic is really true because I live in Colombia and I don't know Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) And I've for five years and still don't know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I learned, but it has not clicked. And, and I, so when I when I preach, uh, when I when I teach and so forth, I have a translator. <laughs> Could not get along without my translator, Jorge. But anyway, um, and uh, so I was doing artwork at the time, and this other uh, artist friend who lived in Colorado uh, was going uh, to the Pine Ridge uh, reg- Reservation in South Dakota and ministering to the Lakota, which uh, is a very poor reservation. Um, I don't know the statistics statistics on the alcoholism but it's in the 90 percentile holy smokes and so uh i went with her and we decided to together to open up a little shop and um engage in uh the lakota in the in commerce to to buy something for, it was a dignity. Um, We wanted to invest in their dignity and just love on them. They are a beautiful people group. And um, so that's what we did. We 
uh, I brought, we would get donations and bring things in and have this little boutique that they could come in and fill a bag for a dollar and we put a bow on it. And we got to um, also um, serve lunch and um, pray with them and, and minister to their needs. We did that for six years. And um, I would just go once in a while, and um, she kind of picked up more of the, it really, uh, the Lord showed me that it was more me coming alongside her than this being my, my ministry. So I came alongside her and just helped her out, more or less. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Yeah, and then uh, things started opening up where I went to Indonesia. Um, I went to Haiti and I started um, going with different missionary um, groups and uh, it was um, amazing what the Lord opened up. Yeah. Um, I was in Haiti and I had just gotten back. Uh, I taught art uh, to 200 little kids and we did we did um so it's kind of listening prayer where we would ask holy spirit to just give us different colors and art and and uh and we would and then the lord would speak and we would you know it was uh just a real nice um beautiful time and I got back and um, within a couple of days, uh, my husband had a massive heart attack and, and passed away. He wasn't retired yet. And um, I was uh, doing, um, still doing, uh, st still selling, doing uh, home shows and so forth. Uh, I had a big historical home um, west of Chicago, and so I still sold things out of there, and I did artwork out of my studio there. Yeah. So, um, tell us about that home. I know that was kind of an important piece of when uh, things kind of transitioned for you, and you went to Columbia after that, but um yeah tell us a little bit about that okay so the the home was published uh, uh, the, the the decor and then i was on um hgtv and so forth so it kind of after i closed the shop and so forth i started having uh home shows and uh tours and things different things like that it was a historical home in in um like i said um west of chicago um i loved it i uh, it was my element and um i really hadn't my father was an artist and so i hadn't really painted on canvas or but i painted on furniture and i painted on walls and i painted on everything but canvas because i thought only art were true artists built, uh, painted on canvases and so i didn't feel that i was that until the Lord spoke to me and said, pick up the brush, paint with me, Holy Spirit. So 
of course, then I had to go right into oil painting because it was all <laughs> the more oil, the better, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the Lord blessed it. He just blessed it. And um, so I, after my husband died and um, I was sitting in the kitchen and I was praying and just sitting with him worshiping and he spoke to me and said, you can stay here in this house and I'll bless it. You can do what you've been doing for the last 10 years, 20 years. Beautiful. He said, or go on an adventure with me. Well, he already knew that answer. <laughs> I chose the adventure. So I sold everything, sold the house, sold everything. Um, it took a while. I had my family and friends help me because I had a lot of stuff from the shop and I had storage spaces and product, you know, from the shop and so forth. So it took a, a, a year to really get the house ready, sell it. And then I moved to um, a cute little house I rented on the other side of town and I painted. And that's about it and waited on the Lord for two years and um, didn't do any more. Really, I did some mission, a little bit of mission work in between, but nothing. Um, it, I didn't move until I really felt that the Lord would open something up. And, and during that time, um, you know, you, you go through different seasons of grieving and, and different things. And so the Lord was very sweet and it was it was a good time with just sitting with the Lord and, and building up my intimate relationship with the Lord. Uh, at that time, I think the biggest thing for my life was the difference between Lord and husband because he became my husband. Um, before I always called him Lord, my Lord. Mm -hmm. But he became my provider, my husband, my, my um, actually I, I just became his beloved and he became mine. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it's been ever since. And that was eight years ago. And two years after, uh, I had a two-year lease. This is God's timing. And somebody said, you know, you haven't been on a mission trip in a while. Why don't you come to Columbia with us? A couple of friends of mine minister in Columbia. I said, okay, I think I just got this, you know, uh, flutter in my in my heart, yes. And I knew the Lord was saying, yes, go to Columbia. And so I went to Columbia. I, I couldn't have told you where it was on a map. <laughs> I, I just got on a plane. I didn't, I didn't even know I was thinking, you know, I honestly, I, I knew it was in South America somewhere, but I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> 
and oh my goodness, it it um, changed my whole life. So uh, the perspective there, I just the there were so many Venezuelans on the streets. We we flew into Cartagena, and then the uh, mission trip was with a team and then we were going to Palenque, which was an African village that um, was uh, about two and a half hours from Cartagena. And so we had two days in Cartagena and then we were taking the bus and we were spending a couple of weeks in Palenque. And that time in Cartagena, uh the lord gave me such a love for venezuelans on the streets these were uh, mothers and children and um professional people also i mean we think of people that are homeless and they are you know they have a drug problem or they're they have a, a some kind of a mental problem or something but this is not so in uh, this was not the case. This was uh, them fleeing from a country that was falling apart and they, they needed to eat and so forth. And so we were uh, on the pier worshiping in Cartagena. We were in a circle and we had a guitar and we were singing. And um, the Lord highlighted a young man standing with his guitar quite a ways away. And he said to me, I'm running after that one. And just as he said that to me, the worship leader standing next to me, he says, I think I'm supposed to ask that young man over there to play with us, to worship with us. Huh. And I said, yeah, I think you're supposed to. <laughs> so we watched him and he got closer and closer. You know, and I saw the Lord just reeling him in, you know. Yeah. And uh, then we asked, and he, he was a Venezuelan and uh, was living on the streets and playing his guitar for a few pesos. I don't think he'd eaten in a couple of days. And he knew all the worship songs. Hmm. And so he played with us. And the Lord gave me such a love for him and and I had a, a word for him. So I gave him the word, a word, what the Lord told me to tell him and I prayed for it. And then we took him out to eat and that young man, Jorge, has been my adopted son. He's a 30 year old son, but just, <laughs> I've got kids older than him. Was this your translator? Yes. Okay, because I heard you say Jorge translator earlier. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. I, so we started talking, and uh, he had this beat-up old um, computer, so we would talk, you know, on, on WhatsApp uh, through Wi-Fi. And uh, we went to Palenque then and then came back, and we met up with him again. But Jorge was in Venezuela. He was a worship leader. He was uh, uh, also a, a, a children's leader in the church. And because of all what happened, he was running from the Lord. Hmm. And 
a lot of condemnation was in that church put on him. And then with everything happening in Venezuela and everything falling apart, uh, he had came, he had left then and come to Colombia to try to just find a, a new life. Yeah. And um, so anyway, uh, Jorge then went to, uh, to YWAM and went back to a Bible school for a while in Brazil. And um, and I went then I went back home and uh, we kept in contact every day. And uh, that year, I think I had about two, probably went back and forth about four times to Colombia with this other team back and forth and ministered uh, to the women in Palenque. And uh, the women in Palenque uh, that I taught, I, then I started teaching uh, jewelry skills so that they could, they could sell, have things to sell. And, and that was pretty much my ministry in um, Palenque was uh, teaching biblical principles through jewelry and entrepreneurship, that sort of thing. With, uh, we we put a uh, photo of the jewelry, the picture that you sent me of the women with their hands and the bracelets. Is that the women from Palenque that you're speaking about? Yes. Well, no, that's Tierra Bomba. Um, so uh, in Palenque, I I don't think I I I, I don't think I sent a picture, but. Um, uh, I use pearls and I could buy pearls there very cheaply. And so to me, it was the pearl of great price. And so I would teach about the pearl of great price. And then we would get to share Jesus through that uh, when we sold a bracelet or a necklace or whatever. And we would teach about the pearl of great price. And of course, that that teaching is, is a merchant. Um, a merchant was looking for a perfect pearl. And when he found it, he sold all that he had to purchase this pearl. And that pearl is you. And so we get to tell that every time we sell a, a piece of, of the jewelry. And so we just basically worked more with pearl and, and leather. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I was in Palenque and I woke up very early with the Lord speaking. It was not an audible voice, but it practically was. And he said, sell everything and move to Colombia. And my heart just leapt. I sat up and I went, yes. That was I, ne I hadn't thought of it on my own, but when he said that, it just uh, spoke to my, my spirit, man. So that's what I did. Got everything. I went home and I sold everything and I moved to Colombia. <laughs> and how long have you been there now? Five years. And I want to say that without Jorge, I would have never been able to last so long because I still don't know the language. Yeah. 
Lord just set us up. Well, then he he came. It's a long story, and it's one uh, miracle after another. But he got deported because he was past his his, which most Venezuelans are in Colombia. They they become you know their tourist visa times out, and then they become illegal. And so when he left to go to Brazil to to do his YWAM. He couldn't get back into the country. He was, he had been deported and he couldn't get back in. And the Lord worked a miracle to where he got back into Colombia. And so uh, we have ministered together and been uh, for five years now. Awesome. Amazing. You had a little, <clears throat> you had a little story. I remember you sharing with me about <clears throat> this a little while back about just what it's like to um like you had to change places where you lived there or something or there was like a, a case where you didn't exactly even know like you had to really depend on the lord to say what are we going to do because we need to get out of this particular place that you were living so if you yeah. talk about that. it's well living in a third world you know i mean it's not easy uh, i lived in nice places and in, uh, in, in Colombia, more the tourist areas. Um, but uh, it's very hard to rent uh, because you're a foreigner and you can leave anytime. And especially through COVID, it was very difficult. Um, and the Lord just would open, open places up for us. And um, one, I mean, would do really just a, a miracle but this last time we were moving and my mother uh, was sick and so i needed we had to be out of the place and uh, we were living we had, i'd moved from cartagena to medellin uh, the lord started speaking and the doors really all closed in cartagena and a lot of times when doors close it's very unpleasant and I want to tell you that if you feel unqualified, that's probably the place that the Lord is calling you to. Because um, I, I, it, <laughs> I am the most unqualified person <laughs> that you could find to live in South America. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have six children and 12 grandchildren. I have five daughters. And they each are about as strong-minded as I am. And they've all supported me going to, <laughs> to Colombia. But uh, I speak no Spanish, like I said. I hadn't even known anybody that did. <laughs> Being from Minnesota, um, it was, back in the day, it was pretty just Swedes and Germans. That's about all I knew. And um, I love... I love the diversity. I love all the different cultures. Um, and I love the South American culture, but it is very different than the Swedish culture that I was raised in. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> and um, so it, I, I just wanted to add that, that if you feel like you're, not qualified for something that the Lord's calling you to, uh, uh, it's a, it's a pure bet 
<laughs> that, that, that he's calling you to it because he's the one that qualifies. We don't. Yes. And a lot of times I think we jump into things that we prepare ourselves for or that we know or that we are strong in. And that's really not, um, it, it's usually, a, for me anyway, it's ahead of the Lord then because then I use my strength instead of the Lord's. And in Colombia, I certainly have had to just cling, just cling to my Jesus. Yeah. So you, um, tell us a little bit about the women on the island that okay. you talked about. Well, that was in Cartagena and um, Palenque kind of closed. We had, um, you know, you can only do so much and then the Lord kind of brings you to a different place and uh, Tierra Bomba is a little island uh, about a 15 minute um, boat boat ride to the island off of Cartagena and I worked uh, beside a church there and the women there are just lovely uh, beautiful women of God and but very poor again and so uh, I taught um, jewelry skills again um and and they could uh sell to the tour to the tourists there cartagena is very touristy so they would have um a little extra money and also we did art and but we did the pearls again in the um in the uh, uh entrepreneurship and so forth and um i would take this Okay, I don't swim. <laughs> um, never, never could. Uh, taken. I took uh, swimming lessons every summer because I live off of a lake growing up and never learned how to swim. <laughs> I don't like uh, the water in my face, but I get. I would get on this little fishing boat <laughs> and go to this island with the waves. <laughs> really some of some days well you had to come back, back early enough because you couldn't get from the island to Cartagena because the uh, the wind would pick up and the the waves were too high uh -huh. and yeah. sometimes I would leave too late oh. it's kind of rocky going but but um uh then uh, those doors closed and the Lord said to move to Medellin, which is in the mountains. It's not on, on the Caribbean. So now I'm a mountain girl instead of a Caribbean girl. <laughs> and uh, I've been there about a year now. And I've started to um, paint more. And I've started doing street ministry with painting. So I paint on the streets and I get to pray for people and share Jesus. I get to do that. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. And <clears throat> when we were together at your mom's memorial, um, you shared a story. Um, I wonder if you might be share a little bit about that and kind of surrounding it, the, your idea of this, um, where you paint for people, but you don't sell these paintings. Oh, yeah. And you told a story of a woman. If you so, want to share that. Sure. Um, when I started painting with the Holy Spirit, he would 
give me a, a verse. Uh, something would come to me, a verse or something, and then I would get a picture and I would start painting. And I can give you a couple examples. And then I started painting at, I was asked to paint at conferences. And so I would paint. Oh, it was a little intimidating for somebody that didn't think they were an artist and didn't want to paint on canvas. Now I'm painting in front of 2,000 people. <laughs> but um, uh, the Lord would, uh, it, it would just be so awesome. I'll give you just a, a, a couple of examples of what God would do through through visual art. And this is what... Uh, what he does it's it's a form of worship painting to me is a form of worship and it's powerful it's like music because it bypasses the mind and goes right to the heart and a picture they say is worth a thousand words right well so i started i got this picture of a little girl running through a field she was about three years old and i started painting it before the conference. Now I paint in oil, so I have to set it up and then I paint during the conference, kind of the, the last stages of it. And um, she she had a scarf uh, around her. And this is how, this is kind of how my conversation goes with the Lord when I paint. I started blue and I heard pink. And I went, oh no, blue goes better with this combination of colors. I, I need blue. So I blue. I hear pink. I go, Lord, I don't do pink. <laughs> pink. The Lord always wins, you know that. Yes. So I ended up with this pink scarf going around this little girl. I love it. I'm at the conference and this gal comes up to me and she says, There's a woman desperately looking for you. She has to talk to you about your painting. I said, okay, I'm here. Well, I was kind of heading up uh, four other artists, so I was busy and I wasn't at my my easel very much. And anyway, the woman came up to me and started crying. And she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and that's her as a little three-year-old girl. Mm. She said that the Lord spoke to her and said that he's healing that little three-year-old. Mm. And I said, well, can I pray for you? And she said, yes. And I asked another fellow that was over um a, a pastor to um pray with me with this woman and she started just weeping and crying and this woman had been sold or given over to satanic uh, ritual as a little girl and she was raped continually when she was three and tortured and she was not able to sit through a conference or Christian counseling. And she said she had a pink scarf when she was. Sorry, I'm going to start crying when I tell this story. I'm already crying. And she, when she saw the pink scarf, she knew that it was the Lord healing her. It wasn't red. It wasn't blue. It was pink because pink spoke to her. It's a gentle color. She, she was able to sit through that whole conference. And I met up with her two weeks later. She had been going to 
Christian counseling, which he hadn't been able to do. And uh, I had lunch with her and had finished the painting and, of course, gave her the painting. I've kept in touch with her and she's doing awesome. The Lord completely. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. So, and I have other stories that the Lord just speaks to somebody through through a visual um, colors and, you know, certain things that he does. So it's just, it's one way of the Lord speaking to people without having to say too much. <laughs> but don't sell my paintings. I decided that when the Lord gives me something, now I do sell the uh, prints, but I give the paintings away because they're usually, I find they're usually meant for somebody. When I paint, they're usually meant for somebody. And that's how it's been since, since I started. Uh, I've given, um, I mean, uh, there's been healings that the Lord's done. Uh, cancer, uh, a stroke where he couldn't walk, and he walked in this in a conference, and 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 the Lord gave me this picture of what to do, what to paint. It was a breakthrough thing. I, it, it's just that it's amazing what God does when you just surrender yourself over. And it's not me; it's not my wonderful art. That's for sure. <laughs> it, it's just the Holy Spirit working, yeah. and we we serve an awesome God. Um, do you want to share uh, about the, the story you told me with the woman? I think you were street doing a painting on the street for this one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The Countess, you mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> I just think that's a cool story. So it says so, a lot about you, too. Uh, so I'm painting on the streets of um, Medellin, and it's... Uh, it's, I'm doing it alongside a church, um, so they kind of do some evangelism. I just paint and pray for people. And um, and they usually stop and, and, and ask or whatever. And I have Jorge who, who translates for me if they don't speak English. And, and I have to tell you, hardly anyone does in Colombia speak English. <laughs> so, thank you. Um, so I'm painting on the streets and a woman comes up and I'm painting a lamb with Jesus holding a lamb. And um, oh, I should have sent you that one. Uh, anyway, um, she comes up to me and starts talking to me about the lamb and how she's in love with lambs. And I go, oh, I do. I do. I am, too. My grandma was a, a, actually it was a sheep farmer and and my childhood was full of little lambs and and um, I, I love them. And so we were telling each other this story. And she says, well, could I buy the painting? And I said, no, I'm sorry. My paintings aren't for sale. She goes, really? I, I really, what do you want for the painting? I'll, 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 pay, I'll pay you anything you would like. And I go, I'm sorry. Um, I, I can't. I, I just don't sell the paintings. And so then she left. And so as I'm painting, the Lord speaks to me. It says, this painting is for her. Right. <laughs> I go, oh, oh, and oops. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, well, I didn't hear that before. <laughs> and 
And he goes, no, he says, I want you to give it to her. And I said, okay. So all of a sudden, sure enough, she comes back. <laughs> Later in the day, we're about ready to pack up and she comes back. And, and I said, oh, I'm so happy that you came back. She says, yeah. She goes, I just wanted to make sure that you didn't want to sell the painting. And I said, I don't want to sell, sell the painting. But I have to tell you that um, this painting is actually for you. And she, and then she says, oh, praise Jesus. She goes, and here this woman, she goes, I love Holy Spirit, she says. Out of, and now we didn't <laughs> even talk about that before. <laughs> uh. And I, well, so do I. <laughs> and so we just start, and I said, but I need to finish the painting. And so um, she says, well, I'm going back to Switzerland. She was from Switzerland, and she had a place in France. And she said, I'm going back on Wednesday. And I said, well, you can come to the apartment and pick up the painting on Tuesday. So she came to the apartment with uh, her assistant to pick up the painting. Her assistant tells me she's a countess in France <laughs> and um, has this huge foundation. And she didn't even tell me that herself. So it was quite interesting, and I made this wonderful friend in Switzerland and with a great big house in France. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to go visit her. Yeah. The Lord connected us, and um, I, I think he's not done yet. So that, that's kind of opened up some doors, too. So, Yeah. That that, I I'm so glad you shared that because it says a lot about you right there and yeah. that you know your work that i don't the lord <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a beautiful story i love it that was fun that was real fun so you're still um you're going to be going back to columbia uh -huh. and uh the first of the year and what are uh, any any plans or anything? Or is it all kind of open ended with the Lord so far? And well, I moved while I was gone. Yeah, because you know, I think we started that story where uh, the Lord opened up to. Uh, so Jorge was looking for a place, and we couldn't find one, and it kept falling through. Because, uh, the, they kept rejecting, and um, so. Uh, Finally, uh, two days before we, we were, my things were going to be out on the street, uh, we got a place. So I haven't seen it and I haven't been there. So I'll be busy uh, on, uh, on, on uh, unloading boxes when I get back and kind of seeing my new digs. And I've got some ideas. I think that the Lord has put on my heart for painting and um uh opening it up to the streets so that's kind awesome. of direction i think he's leading although the plan is no plan so that's we always say what's the plan the plan is no plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah the holy spirit's leading so yeah yes and uh he kind of opens things you know and then i have to say that you don't just sit and wait well, I, I don't know how many times I've talked to somebody and they said, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. 
And well, when did they tell you, when did he say you were going to do this? Well, that was three years ago, or that was 10 years ago. I'm still waiting. No, step out, step out. Our faith is in motion. So sometimes I can get ahead of myself maybe, but um, the Lord's good to, you know, bless it and pick up, pick up the, the slack. If I, if I move maybe a little bit too fast, which is kind of, my mo but it's that movement um because uh, the lord speaks and then or sometimes you just move you know you don't know what's going to happen but that adventure i had no idea i just said yes yeah and then and then you use what you have in your hands you don't wait for tools you just use what you have and that's what i've always i've had i have a paintbrush in my hand okay i'll use the paintbrush you know i have a a cleaning rag in my hand all right i'll clean i'll wash the dishes you know yeah Um, because the lord's in all things i mean i do it i do everything as unto the lord you we everything is a form of worship we are a form of worship everything we do it, it might seem little, but uh, I, yeah. I, I feel like too much given, much is required. And I feel like I've been given so much. And I, I feel so blessed and so humbled by the beautiful people I get to, um, I get to love on. There was a little... Um... I, I look back on our Telegram page because I, I posted a little little snippet about you earlier. Um, I think it was yesterday. And I just want to repeat this out loud. It was on your blog, the um, the Vintage Living blog. Oh, uh-huh. And it just struck me. And it really, I think, also says a lot about um, what God is doing and how he's working through you. But uh, Rebecca has written this in her blog. It's... Um, It's from Ephesians 3. I have been made a messenger of this wonderful news, the gospel, by the gift of grace that works through me, even though I am the least. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, It's it's all about not me. (laughs) It's not, it's all, it's all Christ. It's because uh, the grace that's been given to us, he, it's all him. If it's not him, if it's me, then I don't want to do it. If it's not him, I don't want to, if it's him, then I want to do it. And I'm able to do it because I'm not able to do anything. I'm not able to do anything. I'm a mess. (laughs) (laughs) You're a beautiful mess. Yeah, I'm his mess. And and I say, look, this is what you got. <laughs> you know? And and I think a lot of times uh, things come against us in and we feel I, I was talking to my sister the other day and this is so true when the enemy comes against you or the 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 old thinking patterns yeah. doesn't even have to be the enemy because we just get into thinking patterns, right? And um and you can agree, you know, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I, I, I feel guilty about this and I'm, and it's right. That's right. I am a mess. 
but I'm a righteousness through Christ. Yes. Amen. The enemy's right when he says, well, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. I can't do it. But Christ in me can. I can, you know, I, 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 I mess up a lot. The Lord's, the Lord, I, I mean, one of my, you know, one of my, the things I hold on to probably the dearest is that all things work to good. All things work to good for those that love Christ and those in him, those that are trusting in him, those that give yourself, give this, this mess over because that's what he wants to do. He's, he's wired you a certain way and, and that wiring might be somebody else's, you know what I mean? <laughs> like look at you and think, wow, but <laughs> who's is that? He's made me a certain way. He's made me, you know, not not everybody just picks up and leaves their family. Uh, now they're all old and older, and and they all have beautiful families. And I and I, and thank thank God for Facebook. Thank God for this technology. I know people, some people don't like it, but I thank God for it. I get to see my kids every day. On you know, well, I'm in Colombia. So uh, that's awesome. Keep in touch and 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 look at what we're doing now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I am I think one of the biggest for me, there's a lot of takeaways in, in what you shared today, but one of the biggest ones was right in the very beginning when you were you were talking about when God said, you know, I could you could stay here you know, and I'll bless that. And, you know, you can have a ministry here and, and everything, and that mm -hmm. would be great. But, or you could just come on an adventure with me. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, uh, pretty awesome to be that in tune with the Lord, to be able to go on that adventure. I think that all of us deep down really want that. Yeah, my, my first thoughts were, wow, how brave, how courageous at that age. You know, you're not a 20-year-old that's like, you know, traveling the world or anything. You've already she seen. She looks like it, though, doesn't life. she? Yeah, but you've already lived a full <laughs> life. And, you know, a lot of people, if their spouse passes away, a lot of them just get up on a rocking chair and get up on the front porch. And, you know, but you, not you, you, you just you got off. It's like you're living your second life now. And 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 my first thoughts were how brave, how courageous, but really it's just what's amazing is your faith in God and your trust in him. Because without that you'd be on the front porch on your rocker, like mm -hmm. most people are. So and, amazing. Well, and it's through all those those hardships, the those hard times, those mistakes. I mean, you know, two divorces and, and then I was uh, married to a wonderful man for uh, 30 years, uh, 25 years. And we lived in, um, and he, but those times were not always easy. Things aren't always easy. Colombia is not easy. You know, the adventure uh, isn't always easy, but uh, that's how we are that's how we're honed to be sons of God, right? Yeah. Women, 
the children of God. He's teaching us how to be, how to, how to, how to be uh, his, his children. And um, I think some of us, I, I know I used to think, well, if I trust in God, everything will just go really hunky dory, you know, really things will be, you know, I'll be blessed and I am blessed, but I'm probably more, more blessed through the hard times mm -hmm. when, because life will, I mean, life will just give you, look at Paul, goodness. Paul was what shipwrecked, tortured, burned twice. I, you know, this list goes on and on. And yet, <laughs> and yet he wrote what, what his, uh, I love Paul. So I, he wrote I, most of the new Testament. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And his the grace that that he expounds that just the 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 grace that he was he was able to explain. Um, I you you just can't you can't read it enough. To it is so well, like he said, you you know, um, it floats right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grace. It's, it's always on top of all the, it's on top of everything because it covers everything, everything we've done, all our mistakes that we think is no, it's our preparation. So I really want people to know that if you really have messed up, there was a woman in Brazil. I went to the, I went to the favelas in Rio de Janeiro. If you want to see a hopeless horrible place go to the favelas of of brazil they are run by the cartel uh, no no police or anything they are the, the the i don't know if you know but we went to the i was in the third their third command favela and the red command favela uh and we were praying for people and ministering to people um Jorge was in another one that was really awful. And he, those people were just walking zombies, soulless, empty people. And he's, he, he said, God, are you here anywhere? Anywhere? Can I find you anywhere? He saw this little old woman sitting, older woman. Uh, wasn't, she was, she probably looked a lot older than what she was on this step and he sat down and started talking to her. And she explained her life to him. And it was the most horrible, the things she she had to do to keep, to keep alive and, and different things. But she said that God was good in all of it. This woman had the worst, worst life you could ever imagine but she had a glimpse of who god was nobody taught her nobody she didn't know of anyone but she knew god was good and told him that jorge walked away crying because he saw god <laughs> in of all of it and um And I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it's beautiful. So uh, 
if if you think you've messed up <laughs> and your life is a mess, guess what? There's a there's somebody just waiting that's followed you all along, just waiting for you to fall into his arms because he accepts you just the way you are. Yeah. And turn all that into good because he yes. uses. Thank you for your wow. testimony, Rebecca. Beautiful. Thank you. It is beautiful. It's the truth. And Rebecca just said it. There's, there's, you know, no depths that he won't go to, to find you, to bring you back. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, the horrible things you may have done, things you might have said. Doesn't matter. He still loves you. Just like that one guy. I'm I'm running after him. Yeah. I love that story. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I love the conversations that you have. Um not many not very many people are able to have those conversations. Um Yeah. It's but it, but if you op if you open up if you open your heart up if you open up your eyes and your ears and and you listen you'll be pretty amazed at what you'll hear when you're when you're searching for quote for answers he he's always speaking you know yeah. he's always he is so I can let me read Romans 10 9 through 10 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised and from the dead you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Our call feature is open. If there's anyone listening here in the live chat that hasn't been saved, please call in. Mary and I will pray with you. Rebecca as well. For the OZU that are listening on the replay, if you're unsaved, um, please email us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com. We'd love to reach out to you. And um, you can find Romans 10.9 on our Telegram page. And if you need a Bible, please let us know. Get a hold of us. We'd love to send out a Bible to you. For those of you that are saved, this is uh, that perfect time of year. where We all have many opportunities. This weekend we'll be seeing a lot of family, a lot of friends, a lot of loved ones. Uh, maybe you're a new Christian. Someone doesn't know that you're following Jesus. You've got a lot to share with them. And like I said, this is the perfect time of year, that perfect opportunity. And, you know, let's make everyone around us know for sure why we celebrate Christmas. Take a moment. Take a child's hand, walk them over to that nativity scene, and tell them the miraculous story of Jesus. Uh, great season to share the gospel. So uh, one of my most favorite times of year, this and uh, Easter. Um, I love praying at the dinner table in front of all the friends and family members. And uh, it's a great opportunity while you're praying over that food to leave a door open for salvation. You know, Don't, don't be afraid to let your family members know that you're going to be around for the next couple hours if they want to talk with you. Leave that door open. And... Uh, I pray that for everybody.
that each and every one of you will be a testimony to others during this weekend. Okay, Mary, would you like to close us out? Yeah, I do want to share something that um, Kitty to Karen just wrote in the chat. I want to share this with you, Rebecca. She said, this was so nice to listen to. I share so many interests and just recently realized I could be painting for Christ. Yes. Now I understand a beautiful way to do that. Thank you for your testimony, Rebecca. Ah, perfect. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's nice. That's, um, yeah, you and the Holy Spirit. Yay. <laughs> this, um, <clears throat> this chat we have going here, you know, it scrolls along and people share things and, you know, and greet each other and talk to each other. And I'll tell you what, you could hear, if this was a room, you could hear the pin drop because <laughs> people, I think were very, very engaged in what you were sharing tonight. There wasn't hardly any other conversation, mm -hmm. which they're normally, you know, there normally would be, but um, at times, but so I just, I wanted you to know that too, that um, what you shared today was very encouraging, I think for a lot of people. And, um, just so everybody knows, you can't see Rebecca because we're in the Zoom here, um, and this is audio, but she does not look 75. <laughs> no, I couldn't believe it when she said that. I was like, what? No way. <laughs> yeah, you look great, hon. Uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. And so I didn't see anybody with any... Uh, course i was so engaged in what was going on i didn't really notice if there was any prayer requests that anybody tagged me but um we're just gonna leave it up to the lord and closing the prayer unless um someone you know has something they want to just shout out real quick and oh um dj has one so she'll she'll chat that over i guess what her prayer request is so we'll we'll close in a uh, closing prayer and then um if you want to stay for a little bit, Rebecca, in the Zoom, we'll say our goodbyes after the podcast. Great. Thank after you. This, after the song is over. So, okay. Great. Okay. And then um, also, if you want to um, send me that picture of the lamb, that one that you said, oh, that maybe you, um, you had thought maybe you could send it to us, we can post that, the one that you were talking about with the story with the countess and a sure. link and a link to your blog if you'd like to share okay. uh, yeah i'll do that and her website is revived re-vived.org re is her website so. okay oh someone else says too the pic you posted of her on Telegram, couldn't believe she's 75 at all. You look terrific for your age. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Lord, we're just going to lift this night up to you right now. And um, I know that DJ said she has a, uh, a prayer request. I didn't see what that was, but I'll just kind of watch here as, I, as we're closing up. But um, oh, here we go. My my granddaughter is being allowed to transition. Her name has been legally changed. The process is starting. She's been identifying as a boy for two years, and he's 14. Hmm. 
Okay. And I know a little bit about that too. So we'll, we'll lift that up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Fridays. Thank you for the Godcast. Thank you for this technology, as Rebecca was saying, and and how we can just reach so many people with encouragement and just wonderful stories of how you've worked in people's lives. And Lord, I just want to bless Rebecca and her entire family and all of her children and her grandchildren and just we just ask for an extra measure of abundance to just be poured upon her family, especially during even this time when she's home with them and Holy spirit, just guide all of their conversations and all of their interactions. And Lord, I I also ask for even more opportunities for Rebecca to be sharing what you've done in her life and to share the gospel with someone. I know that you, you have all these divine appointments that we that we can step into lord and so help all of us open our ears and our eyes to those opportunities and lord i I pray for safe travel for rebecca as she finishes up here um, at home and when she leaves for chicago and then back to Columbia, Lord, that you would give her a blessed travel and even more opportunities and surprising encounters with you. Amen. Bless her ministry, Lord. Bless her ministry. And Lord, we want to lift up um, DJ right now and her uh, granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And um, Lord, you know this is a uh, this is hits in a tender spot for me too. And so, whatever it takes, Lord, whatever it takes for her granddaughter to see her true identity, Lord, I ask for the root of that, whatever that is, down deep inside, that it would just be laid out to bear, and that the truth would come through. And that she would see who she really is. I pray for encounters with people that would come up alongside her to share the truth with her. I pray for those times where DJ is with her granddaughter, that she would be guided by you, Lord. She always, you know, she looks to you, Lord, and she is guided by you. Lord, I just pray for even an extra measure of that to just be in tune with you in every every encounter that she has with her granddaughter so she knows what to speak and what not to speak, Lord. And help her just open her heart and her, her, her to soften her heart, to both of them to soften their hearts towards each other, Lord, and that they would be able to see each other through your eyes. And help DJ to just keep loving her, despite of it. And we know, Lord, that deep down it's that person's relationship with you, Lord, that's most important. And what's going on on the outside is just a, you know, a manifest of what's happening on the inside. So we just ask for an inside healing, Lord. Give DJ courage 
can be a scary situation. It hit, cuts deep in a family. But Lord, you're about reconciliation. You're about, you're the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Help her granddaughter see that. And Lord, I also want to lift up all of these families who may be away from people that they love during this time. Maybe they've lost people. Maybe their relationships are strained. Help them, Lord, to just look upon you and to fall on you. I, keep, I think of that song, Lord, about falling on you. Fall on me. And... That's where we need to be whenever we're faced with a challenge. And to know that we're never alone, I pray for people to come up alongside those that might feel lonely this time of year, that they would have support from their friends and their family, and maybe even just somebody they haven't even met yet that would just shine the light of Christ through them. Lord, I also want to lift up Jim as we do every week. Um, after losing his son, we want to um, praise you and we want to thank you for just the, the work that you're doing in their family, going through such a hard time, but that they can recognize you in it. And so, Lord, give Jim good memories to concentrate on during this season. We thank you for his friendship. And, Lord, we just like to lift up this entire world to you right now. We're just kind of in a crazy time, it seems like. But um, help us remember that you broke through and you are Emmanuel, God with us. And as we celebrate that during this Christmas season, whether or not, you know, you were really born December 25th or April, whatever, that um, that we can just celebrate the fact that you came to be with us. You came to save us. And thank you for your salvation, Lord. I just thank you for all my friends here tonight, too. And thank you for Fridays. Thank you for the next people that will be coming on to share their stories. You already have them in mind. Help us trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Mary. Yeah. And thank you, for Rebecca, for joining us tonight. Oh, this was fun. Thank you. I absolutely loved every moment you're here. I love your testimony. Oh. I love well. how courageous you are. Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> thank you for encouraging, encouraging us, each and every one of us. I know you did. You yeah. got me tonight. Yeah. Yep. You got married tonight. I saw her. <laughs> I'm awesome. just amazed at her. I, 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 I'm honored that I, I just honored that I get to be friends with some of these people that are just so amazing you just shine with the lord i mean it's the lord shining through 
Yeah. Mary, but, Mary and I are always encouraging people to, you know, find your gifts and talents and use them for the Lord. And you're doing just that in such an incredible, amazing, beautiful way. Um, and you're, you're, it's just, it's a great encouragement to others. So thank you so much. Just so beautiful. Thank you. Well, I, thank you. Thank you. And I just encourage other people that it's so much fun. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in. The water's nice. <laughs> yes. It's true. It's just, I get to do this and, um, it's fun. That's like, um, when we had Paulette, you might remember her from the ranch, but she came on and gave her testimony and she's, I'll never forget that. She always says, well, you know what, if you're bored being a Christian, you're just not doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) I always said, I, one thing is my, my guardian angels, I don't want to get to heaven and say they were bored. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's for I, sure <laughs> I, I one board angels <laughs> that's right and you did fantastic tonight and it, it just was a really cool conversation so i appreciate you appreciate you guys and it was really nice to meet you and meet in michigan right yes so. it's nice to meet you pleasure was all mine no Okay, so stick around. Uh, we're going to close out with the song, and um, and then we'll just have a little chat afterwards for a few minutes. All right. My dearest friends, let us not forget, we are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, find that person you love that does not know him, and tell him your testimony. Do it today.
that your baby boy is the Lord of all creations. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is the great, the great I am. love that song yeah who is the artist they were wondering me that was me singing oh okay <laughs> i have a lovely voice don't i yes actually that's a great question the answer to that question is on our telegram page you can find the video this is an official godcast on telegram check oh, it out a teaser teaser Gotta get to the Telegram page. Yeah, gotta get to the Telegram page <laughs> to find out. <laughs> or come back next week. We'll tell you next week. Yeah. Next week we have Eric Ferguson. Beautiful. Can't wait. And then we got two openings in January. I got DJ in my sights. She knows it. <laughs> Are you bullying people again? I am. Mary's MO, if you're ever on Conley's show or Doug's show, she'll be bullying somebody to call in. Now she's bullying people for their testimonies. I love it. He calls it bully. I call it encouragement. <laughs> it's a firm encouragement. A firm encouragement. <laughs> With love. Yeah, I'm persistent. That way. Ah, you're beautiful. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you so oh. much for joining us tonight um rebecca thank you again love you girl thanks for being here and uh everybody will see you next week 7 p.m eastern time right here on podbean goodbye merry christmas have a great week merry christmas love ya good night